0: News Talks B and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, Demystifying Your Finances.
1: Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. Politicians are always banging on about the economy. Who has the better understanding of it? How they're the person to get our economy running hotter? And why the other guy's ideas are stupid? Which is all well and good, but what about on the day to day level? Do our politicians remember what it's like to be the little guy like you or me? And are they keeping an eye on the issues affecting our lives? How hard it is to make ends meet? Maybe even a few suggestions on what we can do for life to be a bit easier. Money issues touch every part of our lives and I want to know what the people in charge think about it. So I asked the leader of each political party currently in parliament for their best money tip to help the average person. This time it's the ACT Party.
0: News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence.
1: I'm joined now by Act Leader David Seymour. So what's your money tip to help out the average person?
0: Oh, I think just recognise that, um, you know, working... And studying and upskilling yourself, all of those things are really virtuous. But you know what? Uh, so is saving and investing because if we didn't have people saving and investing to add capital, uh, then we wouldn't have good tools and interesting jobs and, and good things to work on. So, you know, yep, people that work hard, study, that, 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 that's all good stuff to do. But, but don't buy into the bias that it's somehow wrong to, to make money out of being a saver and investor.
1: Okay, so you would say people should move more towards... Investing,
0: Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even say more towards it. It's more just like being tolerant of both. Because um, I know certainly the message that I got growing up, and it took me most of my 20s actually to, to sort of see my way through this. Um, I certainly didn't get this from school, um, is that they teach you, you know, that, that working is really virtuous and, and people that make money out of investments or, you know, it's sort of a, it's a little bit dirty. Um, and the fact of the matter is that if you take something like a real Simple um, thing that you know been around for a long time, like a, a bakery. Say, um, you know, being a baker used to be a pretty crappy job before we had um, you know modern mixing machines and modern ovens and all of the technology that that goes into baking bread in a modern world. Um, but someone has to save and invest to make that stuff possible, and it's not obvious that you know that the person that saves and invests and makes it all possible is being less helpful than uh, the person who's the the baker and with the added advantage that you know you can actually make money out of uh, investing
1: okay so how would that look in practice and have mm. you used it in your own life? Can you give us an example from your own life
0: Yeah absolutely I mean there's not like one specific Time, but it's just an an attitude over time that um, you know. When I was a a student, my view of the world was like, you know, I'm just going to like get really good qualifications and do amazing stuff, and people will pay me lots of money. That was a long time ago, and then you know, it's sort of yeah, yeah. To (laughs) an it's happened to an extent, but not the same extent that my um, sort of 17 year old self imagined. Um, And so I've gradually come around to the view that actually, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, starting early and saving and investing. And, you know, I wish I had actually started earlier. I mean, it's, it's going reasonably well now, but um, if I'd started 10 years earlier when I was 16, I was not just thinking about, you know, what sort of engineering degree am I going to do, but um, what sort of stuff am I going to invest in and, you know, what are my savings targets, um, then, you know, that would have put me in a way better space. So I don't know if there's like an exact application It's more a frame of mind Mind. And it's and it's reversing the bias that I think the school system gives us because schools are not really businesses, they're not really commercial places, so they teach you lots about studying and working, uh, but they don't teach you much about how the economy works.
1: Okay, so if someone's looking at investing um, and, and they agree with everything you're saying but they don't mm. know where to start, mm. I mean, are there any investments that you particularly enjoy, any that you favour?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think um, you know equities are a really exciting place to go because it can be quite interesting. You know, you can study up companies. Um, you know, I probably shouldn't be trying to trying to name drop any here because the government's not supposed to be biased on these things. But um, you know, there are companies, New Zealand startups, some of them listed on the NZX, some New Zealand ones listed on the ASX, and uh, they're doing really cool stuff, and you can study them, and it, it sort of becomes a bit of a hobby at the same time. Um, like I don't actively invest at the moment because with parliamentary disclosure and everything it's easier to have somebody who, who manages it for you um, but you know that's that's the kind of thing that you can get started at and you know again I don't want to start endorsing products but you know the bank I bank with um, they will let you set up uh, a share trading account where you can trade online um, some people say there's other products that are cheaper to do it with um, but once you get into into it it's actually can be a lot of fun um, and so long as as you're realistic about the risks you're taking. And that's not difficult. There's just there's one really simple rule. Um, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Um, if you hear an ad on the radio saying that, um, you know, even though the property market's starting to turn, that's the best time to invest, um, switch channels because if you listen to that, you're an idiot. Unless, of course, it's on Francis Cook's radio station, in which case um, it's probably good advice.
1: We are never wrong.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> right. Well, you did also say um, investing isn't a dirty word, which I find quite interesting. Ever so slightly defensive there, maybe? Yeah, a little
0: bit, because I, I think that, you know, a lot of our culture um, does actually believe that. I think that there's sort of an undercurrent that there's people that work and there's people that somehow get off scot-free, that they're somehow making money out of money or money for nothing. Um, and, you know, that's not actually true. To To start investing, You've got to take money that you could have spent on something today. Uh, you've got to make a sacrifice and start making it work for you. So, you know, they say that a dollar saved is a dollar earned. Well, um, that's actually true. You know, being able, being prepared to save and invest uh, is a kind of work with its own reward.
1: Yes. Do you think um, that the majority of people, the average people, um, understand where their money is going when they're investing and what they're actually doing there?
0: Um, it depends who you talk to. I mean, I, I think that you know, for a long time, people have defaulted to property because it, it's simple and you can see us, and so many people are invested in it that you think it'll never turn. Um, you know, that's not necessarily true. If I, if I knew what was going to happen in the property market, I probably wouldn't have to work as a politician. Um, but let's just say that, you know, it, it could change. Um, but I think, you know, it's important to get out and look at all the different um, products that are out there. There's different funds that you can invest in. A lot of people are already doing it through KiwiSaver. Uh, one good thing about Kiwi Saver is it will probably change the culture towards people being more financially literate over time um, but look there's also really exciting uh, possibilities online now I mean if you look at peer-to-peer lending um, again not name-dropping anyone but there's a peer-to-peer lender based in Parnell um, that I've been a bit involved with as a local MP and what they're doing is world-leading and I think that's an exciting way that people can invest too, cutting out the middleman and uh, getting better returns than they might get at the bank.
1: Mm, and, and to go back to your point about investing not being a, a lazy option or not contributing, mm. I mean, you're buying a sliver of a company, right? I mean, what does a company do with these investments?
0: Well, if you look at, I mean, a company is just a bundle of contracts between people. There's customers, there's suppliers, there's investors, there's workers. And by providing the capital into that as the investor, uh, you're allowing them to buy machinery. I mean, we talked about the the bakery earlier. Um, You know, pretty hard to be a baker without good machinery. Uh, It allows them to invest in training staff. The best companies, the ones that, you know, I'd want to work for if I wasn't in Parliament, are ones that actually invest in their staff over time. So that's a form of capital investment. Now you can actually invest in people. Um, they tend to d- use it to uh, make losses while companies are starting up. Some of the most exciting companies um, in New Zealand, look at Zero, for instance, um, and forgive me, Rod Drury, if this is no longer true, but I don't think they've ever made a profit, but uh, the level of expansion is so promising that their stock price seems to keep going up. Um, So there's a whole lot of things that companies can do with investment. They can buy equipment, they can train people, uh, they can sustain losses while they grow, um, all of which are only possible if people save and invest.
1: Okay, so very nearly out of time, but um, just lastly, any words of caution for people who want to follow your advice? Any bear traps they should keep an eye out for?
0: Oh look! I, I just think it's the same old story. Um, you, you know, if you if you think something's too good to be true, it definitely is. Um, and if you think something's too good to be true, but someone's telling you you're one of the lucky few who knows how to get around it, then run like hell because there is no such thing as a free lunch out there. Um, but there is a reward for being the guy or girl who is prepared to forego current consumption and save to put away capital to make a of tomorrow.
1: All right. Thank you. That's Act Leader David Seymour. If you have any questions about this podcast or an idea for next time, do come and find me online. I'm on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist and Twitter at Francis Cook. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Cooking the Books podcast on iTunes. Until next time, have a great day.
0: And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on Newstalk ZB.